0: to another episode of Sacred Cinema with me your host Jimmy Bernasconi here on 2 X FM on the 98.3 frequency. On this week's show we are playing with murder. Yes, you heard me right. We are playing with murder. We are making a plaything out of that thing you have always been told not to do. Uh, murder, you know, it's one of the worst things a person can do. I suppose. Yes, we're actually we've got a we've got a very special show uh, for you today. We're joined by French director Nicolas Pleskoff. He's going to be talking about his new film, Murder Party, uh, which is soon to be released to Australian cinemas. In fact, that one comes out on the 28th of July uh, in this year, 2022. Had a lot of fun talking to Nicholas. He's a really nice guy. It was nice to get to know him. Uh, I sort of ch- chatted about. We sort of chatted about his background. As a filmmaker, and sort of some of the influences, and and some of the things that weren't actually influences in this film, it's a it's a really interesting one if you are a bit of a a bit of a cinephile, just to sort of play around with it, as he says in the interview. Uh, about what are the references and who is actually being referenced and where that starts and stuff. The whole thing is, um, I, I suppose, it is not just literally colorful, but just as a cinematic experience. There are lots of uh, really cool little ideas that are being thrown around, and you really do get to play with them. And I think um, I really enjoyed uh, the aspect of our conversation where we got into um, how cinema can be something that is uh, that that, w- that we can play with. You know, a lot of a lot of directors in the past have done that. We get into that sort of thing and how Nicholas's film sort of differentiates itself from some of the films that it's quite similar to. But, but treating cinema as something that isn't always something that's arduous – uh, and something that requires, and not that it doesn't require a great deal of effort, but, but, it, but it doesn't have, we don't feel downtrodden by, you know, the director telling us how to think or how to feel. This is, this is something that I think really gives power, this is a film that sort of gives power back to the audience in a way. Uh, it allows us to really enjoy ourselves uh, to, to the extent to which we choose, I suppose, when you watch this film. So definitely one for people who loved playing the game Cluedo as a kid. Um, you know, moving the pawns around the board, trying to solve the mystery, and and it definitely ties in with a lot of the conversations with we, conversations we've had of late around. You know, we, we did that episode a couple of weeks ago on killers and eliminating the enemy, and the idea of you know trying to find this sense of certainty, this you know this sense of completeness in amongst a flurry of you know injustice and betrayal and traitors and and all that sort of thing. So the, you know, I think this film fits in very nicely with the kinds of discussions uh, that we've had uh, of late, but without any. um Without any further delay, uh, here is my interview with uh, Nicholas Pleskov, the director of Murder Party, which comes out in Australian cinemas on the twenty eighth of July, two thousand and twenty two. Welcome, Nicholas. Thanks so much for joining us here on Two Double FM here on Sacred Thank Cinema. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the film. I loved it. It was fantastic. Really enjoyed it. Very funny. Thank you very much. Loved the look Thank of it. Um, it was awesome. Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, it's a real sort of prominent uh, sub subgenre that's coming out this sort of gamifying murder, um, making play out of murder and that sort of thing. But I think this is a very original take on it. It, it definitely felt very new and exciting. So, uh, first of all, congratulations. Thank um, you very much. If we could just introduce you to the to the listeners here is a first time feature director with this one murder yeah. party. Um, so could you mm-hmm. talk us through um, sort of your your origins in filmmaking what made you fall in love with the art form and, and you know mm-hmm. sort of what are your, your main influences as, as a uh, as an artist.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I think I've been quite lucky because I have always wanted to do that. So I don't I I didn't have, you know, that uh, time period where you're just uh, asking yourself, what am I going to do with my life? I've always wanted to do that. So since I'm really, uh, you know, a teenager. I, I've been doing, you know, little things with little cameras, and uh, my friends. Uh, so uh, it's never been a question for me. Uh, I've made, um, I've I've studied literature and, uh, you know, and uh, I've tried, uh, I've tried to enter in the big uh, cinema school in France, uh, which was the Femise. I missed it. So I went to work uh, on uh, uh, on sets. Mm-hmm. So I've been assistant uh, of uh, directors uh, 10, 15, 15, 10 years ago. Um, then uh, I've been um, assistant of producers. I've been assistant of a casting director. And um, when I was uh, working as a production assistant in a production company in Paris, uh, I just, um, I just, uh, I, I had written my a, a short film script and I took the script and I just put it on the desk of the producer that was working in the desk uh, just uh, next to mine and it was uh, 13 years ago and he's This guy is still my producer and one of my best friends. So So, uh, that's how I began. And uh, I made uh, two short films with him, my producer. And I wrote uh, several uh, animation movies with him. And uh, I began to work on uh, this uh, this feature, Murder Party, in um, 2014. So it's been an eight-year trip. Um, And um, as I was writing it, uh, I... uh, I was—I uh, became screenwriter for uh, French uh, television and mm-hmm. cinema. So that's how uh, everything uh, came uh, came uh, to this today. And talking about where I, as you asked, um, my influences or yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, Genre—I I have always been into genre cinema. Um, I'm very—I think I wouldn't know how to make uh, you know. Um, uh, naturalistic yeah. cinema or social cinema, yeah. uh, which is very French, <laughs> and you know, really, sometimes in French, if you for your first feature you don't make a social film, uh you're kind of uh, strange uh, okay. person. Okay. So there's a lot of pressure oh, yeah.
0: with with Truffaut and, and all those guys sort of putting oh, on, yeah, the yeah, new yeah, wave. is yeah. really Foul... got a great legacy in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yes,
1: Truffaut, Piala, and the thing which is fun is that New Wave was new in the 60s, yeah. so uh, it became too to become a Boomer Waves, but uh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> 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 but, no, but, but it's true that French cinema, it's a, it's a little cliche, but it's it's mainly true. French cinema is obsessed with uh, uh, Nouvelle Vague and with uh, the new naturalistic cinemas of the 80s, 90s, which is uh, Maurice Piala, and uh, Comedy, comedic cinema for first film is not uh, what is, um, I would say, preferred by the commissions and mm. the audience of the uh, art house cinema in France. Mm. Well, I think I a- love it.
0: I think it's done a great job in terms of a, a debut yeah. feature. I mean, it's it's obviously a big a big bite to to take, you know, for a big chunk to to, to bite out at the beginning. But yeah, I think you've done a fantastic job. It looks brilliant oh, sure. visually. I mean, are, are there any sort of visual influences that you had? I feel like there might have been a Jacques Demy or, or a bit of yeah. Wes Anderson with all the symmetry and, and the color yeah, yeah, and everything yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Can you talk us through uh, any so, of that? Yeah.
1: Uh, so, think which is very fun is that. Um, People, uh, uh, not French people uh, who see the film, are talking about Jacques Demis, Yeah. Whereas my, uh, f- my first reference were more. Hitchcock in the, the, the Hitchcock 50s movies mm-hmm. uh, so that's funny um but I use something very French in the film that I don't really uh, um see at the first place because for me the film is really uh anglo-saxon uh you know I don't know how you say it in, uh, it's sort
0: of like a I, I suppose more of a British or American yes a more yes, a Hollywood yes. kind of film rather than a French yes
1: or, or uh, yes in a way for me for, for French people it's a very uh uh, English American film so it's funny um, but uh, my references my main reference were obviously Jacques Demy I love him I love yeah. Jacques Tati too which, uh, who have um, a way of playing with his sets Yeah, we play time and uh, this is all about yes, play of course Yes, yes and all the geometry is very Jacques Tati um, but my um, main reference were the studio um, the studio movies of the 50s Hollywood mm-hmm. and uh, mainly the uh, Technicolor Hitchcock's Uh, I love it because um, first it's it's, uh, a pure taste of mine and and, uh, Wes Anderson is himself very influenced by this particular kind of cinema. So so my first reference was that kind of Hitchcock movies. And then when I was uh, working on it with my DOP, we we told ourselves, it's Wes Anderson, and Wes anderson got exactly the same references. So, yes, Wes Anderson has always been there for me because uh, I'm really, uh, you know, obsessed with geometry, with, uh, with um, you know, um, constructed spaces, with, um, uh, I don't know how you say it. In well, French I suppose
0: the court- composition or the, the mise-en-scene, yes. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yes, and you know, in French you say court focale." I don't know how you say it in English. <laughs> if you know the... the um, objectives uh it's a way to you know it's uh the objectives that just put a very flat uh universe when you see a lot of details and a lot of uh you know um uh place uh a a lot of space in the in the the screen and um i i wanted it to, to to look like um all hollywood because um all hollywood movies all studios hollywood movie the, uh, didn't pretend not to be cinemas. It was, it, it had an artificiality which I think is so cool uh, when, you know, uh, actresses are filmed in uh, Hitchcock movies they, you got, you know, three, three shadows uh, behind them and uh, you see the lights, you feel the light, you feel the makeup, you feel the hair, you feel uh, that everything has been built, that it's a world on, on its own which yeah. is not the everyday world and as my film is always talking about what is uh, of, uh, about um, false and truth, mm. about um, games and reality. It, it, seemed, it seemed to me that it was a good way of uh, showing this kind of um, universe.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think the film definitely has that effect. Uh, I mean, I mean, not just visually as well, but you I mean this idea of truth and uncovering what is at the center of this mystery. Uh, I mean, you you speak of Hitchcock being a visual influence, but also uh, thematically. I mean, if we're talking yes. about you know a murder mystery, you can't go much past Hitchcock and a lot of the noir stuff in the in the forties and and fifties and that sort of thing. So, uh, it, it, I guess in addition to some of those visual influences. Uh, I think it probably makes sense for us to chat a little bit about some of the thematic influences as as well. Um, we did sort of briefly mention a second ago that this is sort of a, a fairly prominent subgenre, all of a sudden, this idea of making a game out of murder yeah. or gamifying murder. Um, obviously, you've mm-hmm. got knives out, was a big hit when that came out, ready or not. Um uh, was a big film, especially for us here in Canberra that once got um Samara Weaving in it, who is who is actually from Canberra. Uh, yeah.
1: She's great. She's yeah, she's great. fantastic. Yes. Um, yeah.
0: And then and also, you know, even more recently, something like Squid Game, did you did you watch the Netflix
1: series Squid Game? Yes. Yes, of course, but you know, something which is really funny. You may not believe me. I haven't seen, <laughs> I haven't seen *Knives Out*, and I haven't seen Oh Randy really? Arnold. Oh wow! Yes, and uh, which the thing which is really funny is, uh, you know, because of the poster, mm-hmm. with a view, which is an obvious reference to *Knives Out*, and we know that, and <laughs> we wanted to, because you know, you know, some people on the internet were like, "Oh my God, uh, they want to hide that they have copied it," which. <laughs> No, <laughs> uh, we, we, we know what we did. It's a clear reference. It's a marketing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a note to people that it's a clear the movie like Nights yeah. Out is one. But I hadn't seen Nights Out because uh, I, I wrote the film between 2014 and 2019. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Nights Out came at the, on, in December of nine, the 2019, the film was in financing and uh, in casting. So um, it's. Uh, I, And I hadn't seen Ready or Not neither because I was preparing it, and a lot of people told me, "Oh, you should see it. You should see that. You should see Ready or Not." And I was financing mine, and I was, you know, when you finance your film, you're very fragile. You Mm. just don't know if it's going to be a thing. So the last thing I wanted to (laughs) see were movies that could have had a, you know, um, uh, resemble to mine. So I just didn't want to see it. And uh, so. I, I'm going to see it one day yeah. I have to, but um, it's uh, uh, what is funny is that um, when I read, uh, I've read a lot of uh, interviews of Ryan Johnson mm-hmm. and uh, the director of Nice Out, and uh, what is funny is that is we do have exactly the same references, which is the movie Clue, uh, which came out in the 80s, which is a, a great thing, re- really funny, uh, the movie uh, Murder by Death. Uh, uh, it's a, there's a French film called "We uh, Eight Women by François Zon mm-hmm. uh, which came uh, twenty years ago, and uh, it, we and, and all the tradition of the cinematic wooden, it's and uh, you know the the older Lemet uh, films, uh, you know, uh de Nil," "La the, Nile, uh, well, the, the kid
0: is called Hercule in the film. I imagine yes, that's yes. A, that's definitely a reference you reference it. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah.
1: exactly. You get it. Yeah. So all these references. Um, uh, in a way, I, I don't know that maybe it was in the air. I don't know, but we—I think I had—we had the same kind of idea uh, mm-hmm. at the same time with uh, Ryan Johnson. But every people in my uh, surroundings who saw both told me that it didn't have any any a lot of resemblances between the films because uh, t- everybody told me that mine was really more comedic yeah. and really more meta on, uh, than uh, Ryan Johnson. So. Um, no, it's funny because uh, the thing is, the thing with this film uh, is, uh, in France, I had um, it was difficult for me to finance it because it was kind of different. Uh, it was kind of um, something that we, you know, French people were not really used to do. Hmm. But uh, when Neizert came out, uh, a lot of people in the industry uh, told, "Oh, okay, there is a who done it uh, in a manner post Agatha Christie film that came out." So and it worked so uh, maybe we should uh we should finance this one <laughs> because uh because uh we, we saw that the the public could love it so uh, in a way uh, i think it helps my film to to be to be financed but it's uh the dark side of the coin is that a lot of people uh you know on the internet but i know that people on the internet are not you know, the, the, the reality, uh, where just uh, jumping on me, telling, oh, you you're just copied like that, which I has not seen. So <laughs> that's kind of fun. So, so, what do you
0: think is going on then in the culture that so many of you, you know, so many different artists in different yeah. parts of the world are sort of picking up on the same pings? You know, it's sort of, you're all drinking out of the same well, even without there being any yeah. conspiracy or anything. It just sort of is happening very coincidentally. <laughs>
1: no I think it's uh, I would say it's a kind of a sign of the times mm-hmm. um, I don't have an answer which is sure for that but what I think is that um, it's kind of a, you know um, I think the time needs to the times comes back to more um, uh, comic uh, comic films more um, more uh, you know comic book genre films more uh, more colorful more playfulness um, you know, I, I got an example which is maybe a yeah. little far, but not that much. Uh, when yeah. you look at um, the Batman movie, which, which were made uh, in the 80s and the 90s, uh, Tim Burton and Joel uh, Schmacker films, um, it was very, uh, you know, comic book films, very childish, very, very, um, very uh, unrealistic movies, really, really artificial movies. It was playing with them. Um, those were comi- comi- comic books. For the big screen, and then uh, at the beginning of uh, the century, uh, the, the, the fashion was uh, Christopher Nolan's movie, which were uh, really realistic and doc take on um, the genre. Um, you know, for the the Houdinit, it's been kind of the same. At the beginning of the of the century, uh, you got uh, you know the big hootenits were. Uh, David Fincher movies, Zodiac, yeah. and all this well, very realistic... I was
0: going realistic... sa- to say, I almost felt there was a bit of a reference to the game uh, in your film, yes! whether that was yes, delivered or not. Yes,
1: yes, 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 yes there is. Uh, it, when I wrote it, it, uh, it appeared to me when I was writing hey, it, hey, it's really it nods to this film. So uh, I really I, I really did embrace it, but in a more uh, comedic way. Yeah. But uh, I think it's, uh, as you say, the, the, the question of the... The fact that it's becoming fashionable again is, yes. I think, uh, you know, there are phases, I think, yeah, you've got two decades of uh, um, uh, comic book hoodies and two decades of uh, realistic hoodies, And now we're coming back to something more uh, playful. We're maybe, sick of the I gritty know.
0: stuff. Yeah. And we want to get back yes. into saying that's a lot more playful. Yes. Something that's yes, not yes, really. Um, yes. I was just going to say, I mean, we've had, uh, we've sort of been inundated, with political yes. dramas of the last 10 years yes, and it's yes, time yes, now yes, for yes. people totally. to you know as, totally. as as you know as adults to rekindle that yes. love of play and and to sort of revisit yes. our childhood in yes. a
1: way Yes yes I totally agree and um, I think uh, maybe it's uh, the times are uh, since uh, 10 last years are very dark and maybe people you know feel it feels that, feel it, feels that they they need to come back to something more uh, you know uh, out of uh, the reality to, to 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 escape in a way
0: yeah, I mean the way I sort of because I, I was having a very similar thought when I was watching the film, and obviously a big, big part of your film is sort of making making the experience feel like you're playing a game, make you feel like you're playing a board game. And you've got those wonderful overhead shots where it sort of resembles the Cluedo yes. board, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, it's exactly, fantastic exactly. the way it does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, when we we're making comparisons a second ago with with Wes Anderson, you know, I feel like you know if you look at something like the Grand Budapest Hotel. He mm. sort of makes a film uh, to resemble a dollhouse and playing with dolls. I feel yes. your film yeah. is like turning the cinema into uh, a board game, and and so you're playing yes, it in it a is. different kind of way. But but you're still you you know still celebrating the idea of the cinematic experience being something that's playful and enjoyable, yes. rather than yes. a maybe rather than a lecture and something that feels very unilateral and very domineering and that sort of thing. I think people no, will totally. really love that about the film that that it isn't sort of super. Um, you know, exhaustingly overbearing. It's something that we can actually enjoy and and we find it more stimulating. It's something that we sort of opt into in a way. Uh,
1: I hope so. Thank you. Uh, That's exactly what I wanted to do with that film. So uh, I do hope so. I wanted this film to be a game in Every of his aspects, uh, I wanted to, you know, the sets to look like a board game. I wanted the costume to to make think uh, about uh, board game players. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted the, you know, the the audience to play and try to 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 find a murderer I wanted to play myself with a, a lot of references that I just uh, inject everywhere I wanted to um to play with the audience too because there cannot tell say what happened in the film but there's a big twist that just uh, changes a lot of uh, what you you feel of the film mm-hmm. um and I wanted you know the the viewer to think himself that at the beginning um He's played with because he's uh you know taken and on, uh, one suspect to other, uh he sees clues uh, and uh, he asks himself what's happening. And then on the last part of the film, but I won't say I won't yes. spoil it, uh yeah. that he become the player. Yeah. So now uh, and people will have to see why
0: they yes. say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely think people get that. People will get that sort of sense of play in the film. There's another. There's before we wrap up. There was one other element of the film I really wanted to ask you about was uh, was the score. Uh, because yeah. I almost felt that there was a bit of a, you know, it's interesting you referred to those early Batman, Tim Burton films, because I felt that there was a bit of a Danny Elfman vibe to that score. Um, a sort of yeah. a, a lot of jumping around it, very, very playful and adventurous. And also the, yeah. the, is it, there, there's a reference to the Cape fear score in it as well. Oh isn't yes, it is. Yeah. It's,
1: uh, a direction I guess to my composer, uh, composer. Yes? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. uh, uh was Bernard Herrmann in Hitchcock's movie. Mm. Of course I, te- I I told him I want you to eat and digest all the scores Bernard Herrmann uh, made for uh, for uh, for Hitchcock yeah. so It was kind of a challenge and um <laughs> and uh, to uh to play with those, those references and has Danny Helzmann, he himself is uh, really really referenced, uh, referenced himself a lot to uh Bernard Herrmann too so uh, all those uh, both these things communicate but um uh i i remember uh that uh, when we were uh, editing the film with my uh my editor um we were putting uh, some um, uh bernard herrmann references on it oh yeah and uh just you know to to it you know, for the rhythm for and, and uh, then um, it was really uh really a challenge for the composer because uh we told him okay so we need Uh, 70 minutes of uh, original score. Uh, And uh, we want you to uh, nod to uh, Bernard Hermann without doing the same thing. We want you to play with the references, but not copying anything. So we we gave him a film, Mm -hmm. uh, a rough rough version of the film, filled with uh, music from the greatest composer (laughs) ever and told him, so uh, do better. <laughs> well, I, I suppose
0: that's a really interesting uh, little anecdote about sort of what it's like. I mean, for you, I mean, this is your breakout feature yourself. I mean, is it daunting entering the world of features? You know, wanting to make these very grandiose, massive projects uh, with with a, a fairly with a fairly small catalog behind you at this point in your career. Very, it's uh, very sort of brave to do it though. Is it sort of very exciting to to, to take that all on?
1: It was. I I, I knew when I. I knew when I made the film that I wanted some. That I wanted to make something um, grand, uh, but uh, it's very hard for a first film to do so. So it's why it was. Um, it's been a challenge from the very, the, the very beginning because I didn't want to make, you know, the, a little social movie, uh, a little social festival film, uh, as uh, it's, uh, as a lot do uh, as first features in France. So. Um, I wanted to do something kind of big, but uh, on the other hand, that that was the idea I had. I, it wasn't a, a, you know, a calculation of, uh, I want to be, to, 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 to make a breakthrough. Uh, it was just that the idea I, I had was uh, a whodunit, a, a colorful whodunit in the world of board games. And, and um, almost naturally uh, that kind of film is a little expensive, is a little, uh, is, is a very big challenge to write, is a big challenge to finance, is a big challenge to cast. So um, the nature of the film itself uh, was um, uh, a film a little, maybe bigger than um, uh, the average first film. So it, I knew I wanted to make something uh, dazzling and something um, uh, dazzling, it may not be the good word, but um, something- Spectacular uh, that, perhaps. Uh, Yes, yes, I wanted that, but um, it was but it was the nature of what I wrote. Uh, I just I I don't really know how to write cheap, you know. Even my short even my short films were quite expensive for short films, so it's uh, it's kind of dangerous because you got uh, really more. chances that the film doesn't exist by uh, doing so. Mm -hmm. But uh, when uh, you manage to do it, uh, you double the pleasure. Uh, After that, the um, the dark side of it is that um, as it's in its production doesn't look like uh, a first French feature, uh, sometimes people do not uh, see it as a first film and you don't have, you know, the kind of, um, of uh, how to use uh, uh, of uh, um, you know nice um, way to look at it for some critics uh, thinking it's the first film yeah. you have to you never I think you you shouldn't forget when you see a film when you're a critic you shouldn't forget that it's the first film sometime and some critic have been like a lot of other movies been quite hard with the film uh, and I wanted just to, to remember that guys I'm i'm just it's i'm i'm young it's the first yeah just keep cool <laughs> uh, I, uh yes i think i'm not alfred hitchcock yet and it's a good thing because i'm 38 and i got a lot of, uh, <laughs> of yeah. uh, way uh, to, to to go to to yeah. become the, my, my best uh, director mm. uh, but you know uh, i made the movie i wanted to make i'm very proud and um and i it was hard but there is no simple movie to make,
0: honestly. Well, I think that sort of hits the nail on the head there, that you made the movie you want to make. And it was a fantastic uh, experience for me, at least. I really enjoyed uh, the, the, whole, the, whole, uh, the, the whole the whole, whole, whole thing, especially from the, the opening credits. They're really beautiful just to, to the end of it as well. So um, thanks so much Thank for joining you. us, Nicholas, here on 2 Thank you. Um, we really Thank appreciate you. your company and uh, hope we can see you again very soon. Cheers. Well, that's it for Sacred Cinema this week. I've been your host, Jimmy Bernasconi, here on 2 XFM on the 98.3 frequency. Uh, thanks again to Nicholas Pleskov for joining us. He was chatting about his new film, Murder Party, which you can check out in Australian theatres as of the 28th of July, 2022. Uh, but until next time, as always, jump onto the 2 XFM website to subscribe to the station or sponsor any of our shows. And stay tuned for more quality radio content coming right up. back.